In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As parents, we all know how important it is to have good conversations with our kids, especially about the big things in life. If you've wondered how to get started, let me recommend Between Us Guys by Joel Fitzpatrick. It's a great conversation guide for dads and sons. And for moms and daughters, check out Between Us Girls by Trish Donahue. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Eric Seip. Eric is the lead pastor at Calvary Bible Church in Columbus, Ohio, where he's been since 2010. Before that, Eric has been involved in church planting and missions, music ministry, and pastoral work. His greatest love is to make disciples by following the pattern that Christ himself set in the Gospels. Eric and his wife Cindy have three grown children, and he's also my friend and my mentor. So it's great to have you on the program today, Eric. Hey, thanks so much, Champ. You know, it's fun just doing this with you. I agree. Um, It seems like we've done so much together, and now here's just one more kind of icing on the cake thing that God gives to us to to work together. Well, that's a two-way street for sure. So what verse do you have today? So I I have this verse. It's a well-known verse. In my own heart, in my own life, one of the things that I've always struggled with is my own world, my own kingdom, my own my own way of doing things. I like my world. And so it's, it's the very um, well-known verse, Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Oh, I'm glad he chose that verse. So put it in your own words. Give us another way of processing what this verse is saying. Yeah, so I, I think it would be it would be somewhere along the line of where I would say, you know, Eric, your kingdom is just not where you need to be, hmm. really, that I've got to, there's something greater out there, there's something better out there than in my own little world. Hmm. And so God gives us a, a, the privilege of understanding that there is a priority in life, and that is his kingdom. And not only his kingdom, but his righteousness. You've got to figure his righteousness would fit well in his kingdom. My righteousness doesn't often fit well at all with his kingdom. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've, I'm looking at that going, man, I, I need this verse for sure. And when we do live according to his priorities, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness first, then all those other things that we're concerned about, legitimate things, right? Like yeah. food, clothing, daily needs, those things this verse says we provided for us. Yeah. Yeah. So what does this first teach us about what God is like? Well, it begins to tell us that his rule is the wise way to go, that his understanding what his rule is and what his righteousness is, is our greatest need. And so God Hmm. is, in his kingdom, God is the author of the very things that we need. He's the creator of the very things that we need. Uh, We need righteousness desperately, and it can only come from God. Uh, and so these statements are, are very important for us to, to, to listen to because it says God rules. That's part of who he is. He rules. 
Yeah, sometimes if I'm in my car and someone's not being thoughtful in front of me, a pedestrian or someone in another car, I might say half jokingly, hey, buddy, it's your universe. We're just living in it. <laughs> and yeah. But that's really true when it comes to God. I mean, this is his universe. Yeah. So we talk about people saying you should make Jesus Lord of your life. Well, there's a sense in which that's true, but there's another sense in which he is Lord. Right. And are we going to acknowledge it and live with that priority in mind? Well, and he makes it very clear. If you read the context of chapter five, it's when he does all the blessed are the blessed are the blessed are the. And then he says, for theirs is, and you begin to say, well, who has the right to say who will be comforted? Who has the right to speak of mercy? And who has the right to say, no, you do this and you'll be, you'll be called the sons of God. Who has the right to do that? Well, God does, because he's God. You've heard me say this, but I, I saw on a bumper sticker that uh, there is a God and you're not him. And, and I, think, <laughs> I think it's important that we understand that really only God is God. And what he says, he really means, and he says it the way he means it. And God doesn't necessarily have to fit my box or my paradigm. Mm -hmm. We get to seek and actively submit our heart to him. So if I were trying to live this out proactively in a church context or in my family, what might that look like? Well, often when we come to God and God's word, we ask the question, how can what I'm understanding make us a better us? How can I mm -hmm. be a better me? And so mm -hmm. we, we, we have a tendency to look at the Word of God as it's God's method or it's God's role to make us a better us. When God, what He is doing is He is revealing Himself to us so that we would understand Him, so that we would trust Him, which is a better us mm -hmm. in the long run. But we want the cart before the horse. We actually want, we want what God gives rather than God himself. And so Jesus expresses this by saying, seek first the kingdom of God. So as we hmm. go to church, we walk into that building, not saying, all right, how am I going to get, be a better me through this message? But hmm. how can I know hmm. God in a more real and fresh way through his word? So in that way, we could even apply this verse by changing the wording a little bit and saying, seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, and you will be, as a result, shaped into Christ's likeness. But yeah. what's first is his kingdom right. and his righteousness. And so often we typically go the opposite way. We seek first our kingdom and we seek first our righteousness because what has happened is, is we've tried this thing with God and it didn't work the way we thought it would. And mm -hmm. so we feel hurt. And there are a lot of people that are walking through life in a lot of pain. And often that pain is God's tool, is mm -hmm. God's mechanism of revealing himself as the great physician, revealing himself as the one who has the answers to life and providing. And so he allows pain to then demonstrate himself. But what we do is we go, no, I want it according to my kingdom, and God, that hurt, and so I don't want your kingdom. And we fail to realize that Jesus was speaking here, and he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Jesus knew what he was talking about, because where was he headed? To the cross. He was headed to great pain, unbelievable pain, and he walked right to it. Mm -hmm. Why? The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The joy that was set before him. Now think about that, Christian that the joy that is set before him, he endured the cross. 
So there's a reason that he could say, look, you seek first the kingdom of my father. And he said, joyously, I do all that the father tells me to do. His life was completely dominated by the father. And so the reality is we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah, it's been a lie from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden that questions God's goodness and says there's a better way and God's keeping it from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I love that. I love that last part too, Champ, where he says all these things, these other things, they'll be added to you. And what that's pointing to is where, where is it that we go to find our greatest satisfaction? Really, if we find our greatest satisfaction in Christ, then we get the icing on the cake. And that's all those other things that he has planned for us. When our passion is for our own glory, we are too easily satisfied. Yeah, And I find that to be true in my own life. Our rule and our kingdom and our righteousness tells us the lie that we have to make things happen. We have to try to tilt the table to our benefit. We have to Mm -hmm. kind of twist and tweak life so that it benefits us. And if not, we just won't find satisfaction. And here's what Jesus is saying. No, I've got that covered too. I'm handling that. There's great joy in that. So Eric, would you close our time by praying this verse for our listeners today? So Father, we realize that we can't even begin to come to you except through Christ. But coming to you through Christ means that sometimes we get to understand your kingdom And your kingdom is much different than ours. Your righteousness is perfectly thorough. It it demonstrates our deepest need. Our sinfulness needs righteousness. And you have provided that through Jesus. And there's, there's great joy when things are as they should be. And in life, only in Christ's kingdom are things as they should be. And there's great rest when things are as they should be. So, Father... We find great joy in you, and we find great rest in Christ alone, your kingdom and your rule and your righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.